Welcome to the Christian Ministry Church Podcast. We're praying that this message equips and empowers you to live in the kingdom of God. Now for today's message by Pastor Paul Kern. If you're joining us for the first time, we are so glad that you're here with us and that you've chose to uh, worship with us today here at Christian Ministries. My name is Paul. I'm one of the pastors on staff. Now, I'm not Tiffany's Paul. I'm Angela's Paul. There's another Paul that our stage host talked about, and he's over there. Um, he's like my brother from another mother, but we're, we're both Paul, but we're just different Pauls. So, but we're glad you're here. Well, this year has been a year of faith for us. I mean, it's just been, it's been good. I mean, because I'm a faith guy, right? Um, I have to have faith because I wouldn't have been able to survive without it. So I'm definitely a faith guy. I'm all about faith. And so if you're joining us for the first time, if you're listening by podcast, maybe live stream, and you've not really tuned in to us before, each year... We have a direction for our church. The leadership comes together, we pray, and we really ask God to give our church a direction for each year. This year, the direction is faith. As a matter of fact, as you come through the double doors, if you're here with us physically on our location, you come through these double doors coming into our auditorium, right above that door, there is a banner each year. And on that banner, that talks about what our vision for that year is, and the just shall live by faith is our banner for this year. And we really wanna get faith in the hearts of our people. Um, Hopefully you've been challenged by our messages of faith. Hopefully you've been encouraged, even convicted, that's good, or or admonished even. I mean, you know, because the word's what grows us and the word's what is what changes us, amen? So anyway, that's that's been our whole emphasis for this year. And we're just gonna continue uh, in that vein. So go to your Bibles to the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter 2. We're going to spend most of our time out of this passage this morning. And and while you're turning there, I'll tell you the title of my message. And I'm going to give you a scripture that's not in Nehemiah. The title of my message is being faith-driven. Faith-driven. We are called to be people of faith. As a matter of fact, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38 says, Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. And so faith is really, really important. As a matter of fact, the Bible says it's impossible to please God without what? Faith. Faith is such an important component to your relationship with God. And really, church, if you boil faith down to its basic component, faith is really nothing more than trust, right? That God will do what God says he's going to do and that you believe that in spite of whatever may be going on in your life. And, and if I were to just encapsulate my whole message in that, that would be what I'm going to talk to you about today. Because I'm a preacher, I'm going to talk longer than that because I've got to give you your money's worth. But God wants you to approach life from a position of faith, not fear, not fear. And that it is so easy to get caught up in being influenced and driven by fear. You know, do you know that you can be born again and you can be worry-driven? You can be saved and go into heaven and be anxious driven. You can, you, you can be a person who believes in Jesus and that he died on the cross and he raised from the dead and you put your trust in him, but you can still be doubt driven. And God doesn't want us living our life that way. No, Jesus, he came to give us an abundant life, amen, an overcoming life. That's the goal of God's will for our life. And so a life of faith is, is a life 
that isn't controlled by fear and doubt and worry. Now, I'm not saying that we don't fight against those things. I'm not saying that they don't try to come against us, but they don't control us, amen? It's not, that's not our habit. Our habit is trusting God with the things of our life. As a matter of fact, faith-driven people are optimistic people, amen? I mean, they're, they're hope-filled people. They, they don't expect something bad around every corner. They expect a miracle. They expect a breakthrough. They expect God to move. That's, that's a faithful person. That's a person who is driven by faith. They're fueled by God's faithfulness to them. And boy, I tell you, if we just all just sat around and gave testimony today about God's faithfulness, we would be here for weeks and weeks and weeks as each person came and got behind the podium and just shared about their lifetime of God's faithfulness in their life. Whether you've been a Christian for a year or two or you've been walking with the Lord for 30 plus years, we can all speak of God's faithfulness in our life. Faith-driven people have an inner knowing that God's promises are true. Faith-driven people have an inner knowing that God will never leave them and he'll never forsake them. See, they, they, they live with an inner knowing of God's providence in their life. They sense his presence. They recognize God's movement in their life. That, that is who they are focused on is him and his presence in their life. And God wants to move us from being people that are driven by fear. That's not God's plan for his kids, okay? God's plan for us is that we are people of faith. And once again, it's impossible to please God without it. So it's super important that we have faith. I think one big reason that people struggle with faith is they, they haven't positioned themselves for a life of faith, or maybe even they've neglected their faith. And that's one of the reasons that we're talking so much about faith this year is because we don't want anyone in our church falling victim to the enemy's attacks and allowing the enemy to come in and whoop you in an area of life where God wants you walking in victory. Can I have an amen? So, you know, as we look at Nehemiah chapter 2, I'm going to give you a little bit of background, but this is exactly what happened to the children of Israel. They had neglected their faith. So Nehemiah is um, a really, I encourage you to read it this week in your devotions. It's just such a great, encouraging book. So the children of Israel, once again, they're exiled. Uh, it's really not a good time for them. They're, you know, they're taken captive. The walls of the city have been destroyed. The gates of the city have been burned. And the people are really in an awful state. They don't know God's word like they should. And because of that, they're, they're in a really difficult place in life. Well, God in his goodness, he raises up a man by the name of Nehemiah who became a voice of hope and faith for his generation. And, and isn't that what we all want to be? We want to be a voice of hope and faith for our generation. The world needs voices of hope and faith in our generation. And God is faithful to raise people up like that. And boy, I tell you, when I hear things like that, I say, okay, God, that's me. Amen. Use me. 
I want to be that person. I want to be that person for my generation. I want to live my life in such a way that I can be a voice of faith and encouragement for my generation. So God raises up Nehemiah to be a man of faith for his generation because God is faithful. And that's the way God always, always does. He always comes through and he always raises somebody up who is willing to be used by him. Well, in Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 17, Nehemiah is speaking. It says, Then I said to them, You see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lies waste and its gates are burned with fire. And just as Israel was vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy, we will be vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy if we aren't diligent to watch over the walls of our faith. You know, Tiffany, and she encouraged us this morning, even in the midst of sound issues, I had to send her a little encouraging text as I've been there and I know what that's like. But she really encouraged us to posture our hearts in such a way that we would be challenged. She actually used the word, I want to challenge you with your heart's posture and I actually have here in my notes the exact same thing, to challenge us in our heart's posture. You know, maybe today is your day to reposition your heart's posture and to begin at working on some broken down areas in the walls of your faith. Because the fact of the matter is, church, we all are impacted. The walls of our faith get impacted. The whole point of walls are to keep you safe and to keep the enemy out. But those walls get impacted. And because they get impacted, there are places where rocks fall out or, or a gap gets created or there's a hole in the area of our life. And, you know, or, or, and maybe you're here today, maybe you're like, Paul, you know, my faith is pretty good. You know, I don't really feel like there's like any big holes in the wall of my faith. Maybe you just need to look over it and re-examine the walls just for maybe some weak areas. Maybe an area in your attitude, maybe an area in your trust, maybe an area in, you know, in, in your viewpoint of, of certain things. Maybe there's some doubt, maybe there's some fear, maybe there's some worry, maybe there's some anxiety where there shouldn't be any, where there should be trust and faith and hope, amen? And so this is exactly what God's people set out to do. Let, let's read that verse 17 again and verse 18. Then I said to them, you see the distress that we're in, how Jerusalem lies in waste and its gates are burned with fire. Come, let us build the wall of Jerusalem so that we may lo no longer be a reproach. And I told them of the hand of my God, which had been good upon me, and also the king's words that had spoken to me. So I said, let's rise up and build. And now look at this next sentence. Then they set their hands to this good work. Now this is, this is what our response should be to setbacks in life, to obstacles in life, to attacks in life. It says, then we set our hands to that good work. And the fact of the matter is, anytime that you set your heart to rebuilding or restoring something in your life, you can rest assured the enemy is going to be right there to attack you. That's just a fact of life. I'm not speaking anything negative over anybody, 
What I'm just saying is we have an enemy, right? Jesus even told us in John 10, 10, he says, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. In other words, it's like our Savior saying, okay, I just want to make you aware there's a thief. And his job is to kill, steal, and destroy all hope, all dreams, all expectations. His job is to try to take you out and cause you to live life as a victim defeated. That's the enemy's job. So he warned us that we have an enemy. He wanted to make us aware that there's an enemy that wants to come against us in life. But then he said, but, but I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So here is the enemy's plan for you, and here's God's plan for you. And you can always know when you set your heart to restoring areas of your faith or begin to repair and heal areas where maybe you've been wounded or you've been hurt or the obstacles were just have been so difficult for you and, and you've grown weary, you can just know when you set yourself to try to begin to build those up, the enemy's going to come against you. Now, the great news is, is greater is he that lives in you than he that lives in the world. I, I always love what Josh says, and this is just something I live by all the time, because this is such a good saying. We, we don't fight from a position of defeat. We fight from a position of victory. Jesus has already run the battle for us. So we recognize that we are conquerors through Christ. We are more than conquerors through Christ, that we have the victory through Jesus, but we still have our part that we have to do. Pastor Tim preached a message here a few Sundays ago. It talks about God's part and your part. Man, what a great message. God has his part, and we have our part. In Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 19, we see the enemy. The enemy is revealed. Now, in Nehemiah's day, it was Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem. These were the enemies to the cause that God had put in the heart of Nehemiah to restore the broken walls and the burned gates and to infuse God's people with faith, to, to get them to a place where they can overcome doubt and fear and worry and dread. But see, Sambalot, Tobiah, and Geshem, they were enemies, and they tried to mock and discourage God's people and tell them it's impossible for you to rebuild these broken walls. It's impossible for this to come about for you. But once again, look at verse 18. They set their hands to do this good work. Maybe you're believing God for a miracle in your health. Maybe you're believing God for a breakthrough in your finances. Maybe you're trying to have faith for God to bring the right person into your life at the right time. Anytime you set your faith to doing a good work, you can just know automatically the enemy's gonna try to discourage you. He's gonna try to whisper in your ear, that can't happen, it's impossible, it's too difficult, you're too far gone, there's no way that that can come about. And see, Sambalot and Tobiah and Geshem's take all kinds of forms in your life, all kinds of voices in your life. See, that's why I always say, never let the enemy make your ear a garbage can for the devil to dump his lies. Because God did not fashion your ear to be a garbage can. So what we've got to do is we've got to make sure as we're assessing the walls of our faith, we have to ask ourselves, whose voice am I listening to? Am I listening to the voice of victory or am I listening to the voice of Sambalot, Tobiah? 
Geshem, these voices of defeat that want to hold you back in your life. It may be a set of seemingly impossible circumstances. It could be some obstacle that you've encountered on the way to seeing a dream fulfilled. It could even be a close friend or family member that brings opposition. Maybe they're against Christ. Maybe they're not living for the Lord. Maybe they're coming against you or trying to discourage you. But I want you to notice how Nehemiah responded to these voices. We all have them. The way we respond to them is crucial for us. Look in verse 20, Nehemiah 2, verse 20. So I answered them, and I said to them, the God of heaven himself will prosper us. Therefore, we his servants will arise and build, but you have no heritage or right or memorial in Jerusalem. Now, whenever the enemy comes against you, you have to make sure that you respond to him in a voice of authority and you tell the enemy, you have no authority here. You have no right in my life. You have no memorial here. You have no authority here. You have no right here. I have the authority, I have the right, I am the one who is inheriting the things of God. See, this is how we respond. To see God move in your life, you have to be faith-driven. See, faith-driven people, they don't give up when it gets hard. They've got a want to and a desire that the enemy cannot put out. And you just got to get a want to that's so big inside of you. I always say this, you've got to show the devil that you're more determined than he is. You show the devil you're more determined than he is. See, and when you are walking by faith and you know your authority in Christ, you're able to take that position in your life. Faith-driven people, they're determined. They don't quit. They don't give up when things get hard. They aren't cowards. They don't walk in fear. They don't walk in hopelessness. See, they know Romans 8, 31, and this is such a great verse for you to memorize. Romans 8, 31, if God be for us, come on, help me, who can be against us? See, whatever problem that you're facing, whatever difficulty, it may be health, it may be financial, it may, may be with a family member, it may be on the job, it may be with some coworker that you're working with that's really difficult, I don't know what it is for you, but you have to remind yourself, wait a minute, I'm a child of the king. If God is for me, who can be against me? Once again, as Josh says, we fight from a position of victory. We don't fight from a position of defeat. See, if you're going to see miracles and acts of God in your life, you're going to have to live a life of faith. And once again, like I said, faith is nothing more than distrusting God, that God is faithful to do what God promises he will do. I think too often we just give up too easily. You know, you ever been in one of those situations where, you know, you gave yourself a little pep talk and you got yourself motivated and you were encouraged and okay, I'm going to do better and then whack, you know, you just get hit really, really hard and, 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 and you just, you just want to 
I, you know, I remember when I, when I was early in my Christian walk and my roots weren't very deep. You know, I was that, that seed that was planted on shallow ground. You know, I would get all enthusiastic about things emotionally, but my roots weren't deep. And so when trials and tests and difficulties came, I would, I would wither up fairly quickly. But I'm so grateful that I had such good examples around me of people who were mighty oaks. They were mighty oaks, man. They, their roots went deep. They weathered all kinds of storms. I watched difficulties come into their lives. I'm talking really, really hard things come into people's lives that, that a lot of people I watched take them out, but not these people because their roots went deep. And I just remember getting a vision for how I wanted to be because I knew what they had done in my life. Their example to me was such a huge encouragement to me that I said to myself, I'm going to be one of those people. And I really set myself to be determined to study the Word, to pray, to seek the Lord, to keep my walls fortified because I knew that not only was I keeping the enemy out, I was also filling my part of that wall to keep everybody else in my circle safe. I saw that as a responsibility and a priority in my life. I think we get a little discouraged by the sandbalots of life when they come against us and we just give in to those negative voices, but faith-driven people, they face their enemy head on. And today I wanna to encourage you, don't you dare be afraid of the devil. Don't you dare be afraid of the devil. You know, I, I think Hollywood has really done an injustice for so many of us because, you know, we make all of these movies, you know, especially this time of the month in October, I mean, you can't watch anything without there being horror movies going on. And, 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 and if you watch that kind of stuff, and that's why you gotta be really careful about what you watch. But if you watch that kind of stuff, here's what's gonna happen. The devil's gonna be really big and God's gonna be really small. And that's what's gonna happen to your faith. Your faith is going to be diminished, and things that come against you go, oh, I don't know how you're going to get, I don't, boy, they got cancer. I guess it's all over for them now. But see, if your faith is built up, you're able to say, cancer's nothing for my God. God can overcome anything. The Bible says with man, it's impossible, but come on, with God, with God, all things are possible. See, when we have that kind of faith, that's what we call an overcoming faith. That's an overcoming faith. I think sometimes the devil tries to get us into a place where he makes us feel like that our circumstances are just too big for us to overcome. You know, the obstacle's just too great. We've messed up too bad. We've gone too far. There's no way that we can be forgiven. We've messed our life up so much. We've created so many problems in our life that there's just no way that God's big enough that he can get us out of that. See, that's the lies of the devil. I've watched God deliver all kinds of people from all kinds of crazy things that, that in the natural you would have looked at and you would have said, there's no way. I've watched God restore marriages that they were both, both people in the marriage were done. They were done. And I watched God come in and heal. And they're married to this day. They've been married for 30 plus years and doing great. But in that moment, see, what mattered was whose voice they listened to. Whose voice they listened to. In Nehemiah chapter 4, we see an old tactic 
by our enemy, the devil. So the people, they rallied. They were determined. This is what they were going to do. And remember what I said, anytime you get determined, just get ready. The devil's going to try to hit you. It's going to be an air conditioner go out. It's going to be a flat tire. It's going to be something with your kids, something the enemy is going to try to do. And in Nehemiah 4, verse 1, it says, But it so happened when Sambalot heard that we were rebuilding the wall that he was furious and indignant. And he mocked the Jews. And he spoke before his brethren in the army of Samaria, and he said, What are these feeble Jews doing? See what the devil tries to tell you? You're feeble. Will they fortify themselves? Will they offer sacrifices? Look at, look at that. They're scorning them. Will they complete it in a day? Will they revive the stones from heaps of rubbish? Stones that have been burned. And now Tobiah the Ammonite, he was beside him and he said, well, whatever they build, even if a fox goes up on it, it'll break down that stone wall. See, that's, that's what happens when you get underway to do something in your life for the kingdom of God, you can know the enemy is going to come to you and he's going to try to whisper his lies in your ear. You think you can be forgiven for that mistake? You think you can save enough money for that dream? You think that you can dig yourself out of that hole? You think that God could possibly use you with a mess that you've created? See, these are the voices, the lying voices of opposition that the devil wants to get us listening to. And that's why I say you just simply have to hang up the phone. You can't listen to the voices of the enemy and think that you're going to walk in faith. Faith comes by what? Hearing, Hearing and so does fear. Yeah, yeah. They both come the same way. They just have different results. When you hear with an ear of faith, you'll be an overcomer. When you hear through an ear of fear, you'll pull back. See, faith comes by hearing God's word. Whatever the enemy may be saying to you, you have to know that you're never too far gone for God. Never too far gone. I don't care what kind of mistakes you've made. I don't care how bad you've blown it. I don't care how many divorces that you've had. I don't know how many jobs you've lost. It doesn't matter. You're never too far gone for God. And God is able to redeem whatever situation you may be in. And it's true. Now, the enemy will tell you that it's hopeless. But God in your spirit, see, a person of faith, here's, here's what a person of faith does. A person of faith, on the inside of them, they'll hear God's voice. You're an overcomer. You're created for more than this. You are destined for victory. And a person of faith will tune their ear into that voice and they'll tune out all those negative voices in their life. That's what a person of faith does. See, whatever situation you may be facing today, I want you to hear the words of Nehemiah. Not the words of Sambalot, Tobiah, and Geshem. You gotta hear the words of Nehemiah. Look at verse 13 of chapter four. Verse 13 of chapter 4, Therefore I positioned men behind the lower parts of the wall at the openings, and I set the people according to their families, 
with their swords, spears, bows. And I looked and arose and I said to the nobles, to the leaders, to the rest of the people, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord. I'm going to say that again. Remember the Lord. Great and awesome. And fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, your houses. I mean, that's a rally cry. That's a cry of victory. That's a cry to war, right? It's a rally cry for his generation. And we're called to be that same voice for our generation, for our friends, our family members, our neighbors. Will we be that voice that brings faith, hope, and encouragement? Or will we agree with Sambalot and Tobiah and Geshem? And will we let the devil use our vocal cords? I had a pastor preach many, many years ago, and I just, I've never forgot what he said. He said, never use your words to describe your situation. You always use your words to change them. What are you talking about out of your mouth about your problem? Are you speaking about it? Are you giving mouth-to-mouth resuscitation to it? Are you speaking to your problem? Faith. See, faith-driven people fight the good fight of faith. They fight for their health. They fight for their children. They fight for their dreams. They fight to live free from habitual sin. They fight to live free from guilt and condemnation that the enemy tries to put on all of us. I mean, I was getting ready to preach this morning, and the devil said, who do you think you are getting up there to preach? You've got this and this and this. And you know what I told the devil? I said, take it up with my attorney, Jesus. And I told the devil, I said, anyway, I'm not up here preaching Paul Kern. I'm preaching Jesus, and he's perfect. So I took authority over the devil. See, this is what the devil wants to do to us. See, we have to fight to live in joy and peace and happiness and victory every day of our life. In verse 17, I want you to look at this. Verse 17, it says, Those who built on the wall and those who carried burdens loaded themselves so that with one hand they worked at construction and with the other they held a weapon. Mm. Every one of the builders had his sword girded at his side as he built. And the one who sounded the trumpet was beside me. Now, I just want you to get a picture of this, okay? Because we got, you, you, you know, when you read the Bible, you've got to transpose the truths of the Bible to everyday living. So as we go tomorrow to work, we wake up for our day. Our posture, our position is this. We've got a work to do, but I got my sword right here with me. The sword is the Word of God. That, the weapons of our warfare, the Bible says, are not carnal. They're spiritual. And the Word is how we fight our battles. Now, Hebrews says that it is a double-edged sword. Double-edged. Okay, that's a, 
dangerous weapon. It's one thing to have a, an edge on one side. It's another thing to have an edge on both sides. <clears throat> but, but, but what makes the, the sword a double-edged? Well, one side is the Word, and the other side is your mouth. So you can have the Word. We, we can sit here, and we can agree with what I'm saying. We can agree with the Word. We can know that it's true. But if we don't speak the Word out of our mouth over our children, over our family, over our health, over our life, then it's not going to have the effect that it's meant to have in our lives. See, once again, that's what I said. Don't use words to describe your situation. And too many Christians, that's what they're doing. Well, it doesn't look good. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, our country. No, 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 no. We move prophetically. Nehemiah was moving prophetically in his generation. He agreed by faith with an outcome that was unseen. He had no guarantees in the natural that the wall would be restored. What he did have, though, was his faith in God's promise. And so he activated God's promise in his life through faith. And what faith did is faith caused miracles to begin to happen in the realm of the natural. See, that's what faith does. Faith is the ladder that brings heaven to earth. Faith is the, is the, the vehicle that transports the will of heaven to earth. When we speak the word out of our mouth. So our job is to, to watch over our walls this year. I've been challenged in my faith walk this year. You know, when we set a vision for where we're going, I say, okay, I, I got to get in the vehicle. I got to get in the car. I'm going. I'm going with everybody with where we're going. I'm not going to get left behind. I don't want to look back at the end of 2023 and say, I didn't grow. I don't want to look back at the end of 2023 and say, you know, my faith's not any better than it was at the beginning of the year. I'm walking in the same doubt and worry and depression and anxiety that I was at the beginning of the year. There's no difference. No, no, no. That's not where God wants us to live. But the only way that our walls are going to be able to be made strong, we're going to have to work at rebuilding them one brick at a time. Now, who hurt you? God? Did he not come through for you? You prayed. He didn't answer the way that you thought he should. And you've had a chip on your shoulder with him for the last 20 years. And that's what's kept you from being able to get close to God. Oh, you come to church. You listen. But you just got this unresolved issue with him over something that happened 20 years ago. And if it's not God, it could be some person. Some job that you lost, some investment that you made, some friend that stabbed you in the back, some child that passed away or 
is not living right and you've been really hurt by them? What, 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 it is, what is it in your life? See, what you have to do is, is you have to do the work of getting the sword right here with you and you begin with God's help and God's power to rebuild one brick at a time, one brick at a time, one brick at a time. Now, you may not feel it. They certainly didn't see it. But what they had to do was every single one of these families, every single one of these people, what they had to do was by faith, they had to see that wall restored. They had to see it completely built, all the gates repaired, everything back up the way it was before that calamity hit, before the enemy attacked them, before that disaster struck. And see, this is what people of faith do. People of faith are resilient. We get knocked down, we rise again. We get knocked down, we rise again. We get knocked down, we rise again. Just like Jesus rose again, we rise again. We, people of faith, are undefeatable. They cannot be defeated. You know why? Because the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who is the undefeatable one, lives in us. Amen. And so what you have to do is, is you have to shut your ear off to the devil and you start talking to him instead of listening to him. Stop listening to Sambalot, Tobiah, Geshem, hang up the phone, and then get your sword out in your hand. And when they come, I mean, speak to it. Speak to it. Speak to the fear. Speak to the worry. Speak to the depression. Speak to the anxiety. Speak to the doubt. Speak to it. Command it to submit to the authority of the Word of God by faith. And by faith, the walls of your, your faith will begin to be restored. And boy, you'll look around and you'll go, wow, at the end of the year, I've grown a lot. I mean, I'm not where I want to be but I'm sure not where I used to be. <laughs> I've come a long ways, baby. And it's all because I put my faith and my trust in God. Now, all of us are in different situations and different scenarios. We're all believing God for different things. We all have different struggles. But you know what? The, the, the common thread between all of us, we're all in it together. I love what it says there Let's go back and look at this. It says right there in verse 18, it says, and the one who sounded the trumpet was beside me. See, we're in this together. We're gonna fight battles together. You know, it's important that you understand and that you know you're not doing this alone. You're not by yourself. You got people praying over you, me specifically, and I know Pastor Tim and Josh is your pastors. We pray over you. 
We pray for blessings on your life. We pray for you to be protected from the enemy. We pray that when you do come under attack that you will overcome. We pray for wisdom, me personally, for discernment and wisdom in your life. We pray for your children. We pray for your businesses. But you have to understand that you're not going to have a life free of adversity. If you did, you'd be as weak as water. It's the adversity is what makes you strong. Thank God. Count it all joy when you encounter trials of various kinds, knowing that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Perseverance. And allow perseverance to have its good work in you that you might be complete and mature, lacking nothing. See, once again, it's, if we look through the lens of faith, if we hear through ears of faith, if we connect with God through a heart of faith, we will have the victory in Christ Jesus. And when we get to the end of the year, we'll say, hey, man, I'm in a way better place than I was before. And not to mention, if we all do our part, see, I don't, I don't have to do everybody else's part. Nehemiah stationed families, and this is your part. My part is not to worry about all these things that are going on all over the world. My part is right here for me to do what God has called me to do today. Identify your part, your part, not, not God's part, your part, not everybody else's part, your part. And then you join arms together with the people that are around you and all of us working together See, we'll accomplish God's will, and we'll be that city set on a hill, that light for our community, that blessing to those of us around us, and then ultimately we'll hear God say, well done, good and faithful servant. Amen? Amen. Y'all stand with me this morning. Let's pray together. But we're so thankful if you're visiting us for the first time, and we just pray that you were encouraged by the message today. God, we thank you for your hand on our life. We thank you, God, for your faithfulness. Lord, help us to live life with a sword in one hand and a brick in the other. Help us to do the work that you've given us to do and help us to fight for what's ours. Help us to fight for, for the things that you died to give us. And we always fight from a position of victory, not defeat. Go before us this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Christian Ministries Church. If this message impacted you and you'd like to sow into our ministry, you can give at cmchurch.com. If you'd like to listen to more of our messages, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Christian Ministries. God bless.